I said, what you know about it? It's the stool, baby. Got the knees in plus. Young stool, baby. And the room a lot. Hello, hello. You're listening to The Stew. My name is Jason Stewart. This is my food pod. Cast. Cast. <laughs> my name is Jason. Chris Stewart is here. Hi, I'm the here. Bass Pro Shop. Yeah, I wish. Bass Pro Shop representative Chris Stewart is here. With the orange hat. Andre Conaparo. Hello. We are... We are live and direct from Los Angeles. <laughs> fresh a, from Tulum, Mexico. Fresh from Tulum. Most, most recently, fresh from Whole Foods. I went there yesterday. Uh, I did too. Yeah, I, I feel yeah, like when you're a, when you're a food person, <laughs> and you if return, only somebody here at this table was. <laughs> you you return back from a trip, or you return from. You come off from a day of eating like shit. But well. we eating well, but not eating like shit, but just... Eating know, out. Eating period. out. Forgetting about bananas. There's like a yogurt. weird thing where I go through it, my girlfriend goes through it, Andre goes through it. Oh, yeah. We were just talking, but you, you want that cleansing meal yes. of, of a Whole Foods trip where you just want all the exact stuff that your body is craving or not craving... But you but need you it. You need to force or it just, in. Like you said, it was your girlfriend's birthday yesterday. Yeah. You went out. You HBD got some Maggie. home state for breakfast, which her is favorite. Yep. breakfast tacos with cheese and eggs oh, and yeah. tortillas and jam. chips and all that. Yeah, that's her favorite. Mm-hmm. And then you go out for lunch. Yeah, I went to Pine and Crane in Silver Lake for Chinese or Taiwanese food, and it's amazing, but it's also salty and heavy. Mm-hmm. And then but good. Factory Kitchen downtown for dinner. And I woke up this morning and I was like, it was like somebody gasping out of a coffin that had been buried alive. I was like, (laughs) (laughs) oh, he lives. Yeah. It's like, oh my God. All this food was so good because there's just so much salt and oil and all all these amazing fats. Today's going to be all delish. And then you wake up. Today's going to be very green. I'm going to go to Whole Foods. Got a juice from from uh, Lassen's on the way over here. Yeah, you want a juice, you get that out. You want to get a big old water. You want to get a kombucha. You want to get your salad bar thingy full of a bunch of boring but good for you things. You mm-hmm. Just nothing but spinach and zucchini and cauliflower and olive oil. And you're just... Lemon juice. Slurping it down. Microgreens. It does make you feel better. But it, we were it, talking, it helps you reset, get we, you back on track. Yeah, mm-hmm. we, we were talking about pro tips for the oh, okay, seafood department comes. at Whole Foods, which is yeah, pretty see, amazing. Seafood I, department... Andre has been a big seafood department. If if you're listening to this, you've been to Whole Foods for lunch. It's great. <laughs> if not, it's true. Sorry. If not, sorry. Um, it is really great. For but me. you know, obviously, Whole Foods. Whatever. If you don't know what you want, you go to Whole Foods for lunch because they have everything pretty much. Yep. You want Asian food? You got it. You want sushi? You got it. You want Bam. pizza? You want sandwiches? Bam. You want a salad? You want soup? Bam. You want chicken? You want smoked brisket? Juice bar? Bam. You want juices? You Little want baby smoothies. yogurts? You want a yogurt cup? They mm-hmm. got this. But the, the the overlooked area is the seafood department, where instead of just I mean seafood or um, anything at Whole Foods is expensive, but you can kind of get around it by just saying like, hey, this piece of this salmon is twelve dollars a pound. 
And the salmon is $9 a pound. And this one's $23 a pound. This mahi-mahi is $7.99 a pound. Whatever it is, you can just go to the guy and say, like, let me get $5 worth of this. Yeah, a third of a pound. Okay. And, it, and, it, and it's, you know, depending on what it is, you can, you can get a big... Like, I got $5 worth of mahi-mahi yesterday. It's seven ninety nine a pound. And it was, like, by far way too much. Yeah. But what's weird is, and this is what I never understood. It One, it's cooked to order and it's fresh. And, it, and I was saying, like, I've had this 30, 40 times at least. And there's never been a piece of fish that was like, oh, I can't eat this. This is cooked terribly it's always cooked well sometimes it's cooked exceptionally well but mm-hmm. but then you go to the cold case or like the deli section and they've got like poached salmon for like 22 bucks a pound mm-hmm. or you go over and you get the like wine caught scottish salmon for 13 bucks a pound there's no charge to cook it for you mm-hmm. it's like where did, where's the disconnect here it's like, <laughs> yeah, i don't get it they happily grill it for you they have and like, they have seasoning like you can do lemon pepper or mm-hmm. cajun or i mean or just yeah. salt and pepper whatever fish you want you just say hey cook this for me Give me this, and you could, and wow. you could also say like, make it well done, make it yeah. a little rare. Yep. They're, and there's smoked fish. The smoked fish is so good. They're candied fish. Yeah, so they're trout. The yeah, trout. The trout. The trout. But bank. they it's have the grill food. always hot, ready to go to grill that fish for you. Or, but you found this out. I didn't know this. You told me just now. Have, My mind was blown. They have the steamer in the back. So in the back. In the back. <laughs> so whatever. So you know, let me get a steamed lobster tail. Let me get well. That's a good look. Some steamed anything if you if you want to be on the healthier side, or they have the deep fryer and it's a pressure fryer, so that means oh. it's going to cook even faster and maybe better. I don't really know how pressure fryers work. Or possibly explode in the back. <laughs> yeah, and he may shut the Whole Foods down Those for a day. Those things scare me. I don't. I don't understand. <clears throat> yeah, I'm not how, messing with that thing at all. Well, like I'll, they, I'll wait I've, the I've, I've, I've seen like fried chicken places that have the pressure fryer. Dinah's. Yeah, Glendale, you do, it's right? just like a big ass vat. You pour it all. You just dump all the chicken in, and then it's like an industrial valve. You just turn it and you crank it like a you know you're battening down a, a submarine window or something like that, hmm. and then it just cooks. But it's so scary. My un- uneducated knowledge of this is it's supposed to um, the like if you're doing fried chicken in a pressure fryer, it it doesn't retain as much oil. So it's supposed to be lighter and healthier. I think Dinah's even advertises that. Oh. Okay. So I don't know how that works. I like okay. the grease. And I'm maybe a smart man. and maybe also the uh, the temperature that could be because the temperature bounce back is a lot faster when it's right. when it's pressurized and not open. Yeah. So if you dump in five pounds of cold chicken breasts, it comes to temperature. It's going to lower Ooh. the temperature a lot, and then it'll come back faster. So ah. your a hot oil is going to be less oil retention yeah. in the in the meat. Yeah, or the anything, but they have so they have the deep fryer, so you can just be like, "Yo, let me get some fried squid," yeah. and you can you can say not just like "let me get a pound" or whatever. You can just say "let me get four dollars worth of bay scallops and deep yeah, fry them." Nice. How much for one rib? <laughs> <laughs> or you, yeah, you could just go like "let me get one scallop fried" or one lobster tail steamed or just. Maybe some fried oysters. Dude, like a mixer match? And you made the point, too, that unlike the meat counter, the seafood counter can be a little bit of a waste, like a desert. Like, there's not, they're not that busy. They're kind no, of they're bored chilling. back there. Like, yeah, they might Sometimes be... you have to wait for, for, like, one person in front of you. But mm-hmm. normally there's like, yeah, anybody, uh, anybody need anything? Can I get you anything? No? Yeah. Okay. They're, they're kind Don't of forget bored. the seafood. They're ready. They're ready to serve you. So, so you go, you put in your order, you go to the salad bar. Make a little mixed greens, whatever you want to do with it. 
A little olive oil, lemon juice, and some brags. Grab your bang, bang. beverage of choice. <laughs> you know, steal some samples. Go to the cheese area, get those cheese samples. Go to the pizza department and have them slice off a sample of pizza. You know, go to the hot foods, pile them into your into your little box, and then eat them. You could even go. The one in Pasadena is really next level. They have like a whole like stir fry yeah, section in the fish section, the and they are crazy. really good. So you can go up top. I uh, went with our friend Phil, who has. A, they have a wine bar, don't they? They have a great wine bar and yeah. great beers on tap. Yeah, even the one in Huntington Beach has a really good bar. They have mm-hmm. great beers on tap, and it's so cheap. I've never had cheaper like high quality beer than at Whole Foods because they get it at the best deal. That's so tight, but and they, uh, don't, and they don't care because. Yeah, they're, they're it's bait and switch. Exactly, they're selling bottles. Drunk. Yeah, exactly. you buy. Next thing you know, you got two hundred seventy-five dollars worth of Marcona almonds. That's true, but uh, <laughs> but the same goes for the the butcher's shop, the uh, the butcher yeah, the the counter. They'll put on like a ribeye for you and grill it for you, and you come back and do your shopping, and it's good to go. And oh. they they do a really good job too. Wow. The one in Pasadena, I know for sure, does it. Yeah, and yeah. it was impressive. And the the beauty of all that, they always have deals because it's like a. You know, if, you, if there's one person in line in front of you, then it means a lot of fish is going bad. So they have to yeah. slang it on. You yeah. know, the bestest, freshest stuff is going to cost more, but if stuff is like two days old. It's still going to be pretty damn good for sure for the price. Or you can pull a them jeans classic and get the bag of smoked chicken wings. That's the next one. That's the best one. Yeah, don't overlook the smoked meat department. They'll have little bags of stuff like when you get the rotisserie chicken for ten bucks. There'll be bags of that, and it's always different stuff every day. Like a smoked turkey leg and it's two dollars and 89 cents or just chicken thighs are so good four, you know chicken four thighs. four dollars worth of wings and there's like you know there's like a dozen wings yeah. in there it's like those bags you'll see at albison's like the pre-cooked joints that's in like the the heating lamps on it yeah. and i don't know how the tallest dude sees this because it's like the <laughs> lowest counter and i'm always like looking out like oh there's the chicken wings hey. and jason like found them i'm always looking they're so there. good that's the best deal in the whole place but arguably then sometimes so cheap the other thing some there's there's always a weird random thing in there. Like sometimes you'll just see a whole smoked duck in there. Wow, really? Just like they'll just have a duck chilling, sausages a lot. Well, probably it was like ready to you know they had to sell it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. All right, and it keeps. It's not gonna. So yeah, but moral of the story: support this corporate, <laughs> corporate business that's putting small restaurants out of business. Yeah. Why go to uh, your favorite seafood shack and get the fried calamari? You could get it at Whole Foods for yeah, some, half the price. Some sell records, you know? Some have an Etsy shop inside of them. That's some true. sell yoga pants. They also yoga Some pants. have a Roy Choi restaurant in them. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. right. And yeah, don't buy your, your, your yoga stuff from your local yoga place. And if you're a single guy, there's no attractive girls at Whole Foods. Just just <laughs> just keep it moving. No. Uh, <laughs> never happens. You can never be scamming at Whole Foods. No. You can scam at Whole Foods. That yeah. Yeah, both hands reach in the same bulk bin of brown rice. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Excuse me. Oh, hello. <laughs> I was just admiring these sumo oranges <laughs> that just came in. You want to check them out? <laughs> Would you like to share me and my juice? Dude, I saw that happen yesterday at Whole Foods. The guy, the guy who was in charge of giving out samples of kombucha was picking up a girl who was writing her screenplay. <laughs> And he pulled it off. Wow. There's a girl on her laptop writing a screenplay at Whole Foods. The dude, the kombucha dude was on his break. Cruiser juice. He's like, hey, what's your name? And I just saw it all go down and it was just, I, I was like, oh, this, there's no way this is going to happen. <laughs> and then 10 minutes later, he's sitting at her table and they're talking. Massaging her calves. And he pulled it off. 
Good Lord. Kudos to He's him. like, let me get you a booch. <laughs> that's a, that's the a secret to a lady's heart. Yeah. Booch plug. It's true. It really is. Yeah. Booch a day keeps the... Shorties coming at you. <laughs> Shorties at you. Keeps your girlfriend not mad at you. Yeah. Sounds about right. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, well, before, before we did all of this, we went, Andre and Dano and I went to Kispaka for Andre's birthday dinner, belated birthday dinner. It's like un- unbelievable. I'm still thinking about that meal. I have not ever had a better meal in my life. Whoa! I mean, I've had them as good, but I don't know if I've had anything better than high praise. Good Lord. Seriously, and I, I, I'm not the first person to say that. My friend Scott, who's been on the podcast, has been saying forever, like, you, "This pork chop is something you've never had before," mm-hmm. and it was. Huh. I could not tell, in the best possible way, as a compliment, what kind of meat was in my mouth, whether it was steak or pork. It was just so unbelievably well cooked mm-hmm. and Damn. tender and flavorful and interesting and different textures as it went through the different pork chop. I mean, it was nuts. And they got Culatello, which they've been aging for 15 years for a limited time on their charcuterie menu, which is one of my favorite. Yeah, the Culatello, it's like um, very thinly sliced, Not looks like a prosciutto. Yeah, it's a whole muscle charcuterie because there's, there's two types, right? There's your salami style, which is your ground charcuterie, mm-hmm. and then the whole muscle, so it comes out like the prosciutto and the Serrano family. Mm-hmm. So good. What is and what is that called again? The cool Culatello. Culatello. And what is it? What makes the Culatello Culatello and that that kind of knowledge? I don't necessarily have. Um, I know that I it's, it's like a very specific, to the Google box. It's a very specific process. Um, I know they were trying to make them. They're difficult to make traditionally in the United States because of food laws. And I only know that because of Belcampo has been trying to find a way to have a really authentic Culatello and also be able to legally sell it. I mean, you can make it for yourself. These food laws are about for sale, not for consumption. So, like pork or beef, pork. Mm. Um, Whoa! I I googled what Culatello is. All right, live googling. It's known as the most glorious. Yeah, for sure. It is the most lauded. It means it means little backside. Yeah, it's a ham, I think, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's made from the major muscle group one finds in a prosciutto. But it's sort of the fillet of, yeah, the, of the, the backside. It's, it's inside. Oh, cool. It's like it, they're seasoned, small. seasoned and lightly salted, and then stuffed into a pig's bladder and tied up to give it a pear-like shape, and then hung eight to twelve months to cure. Um, and then the mist of the oh, in in the re- original region of it, like to get the real proper stuff, the mist of the. Poe River swirls through the windows, interacting with the molds on the walls, and imparts a hauntingly elusive something that makes all other cold cuts pale by comparison. Good lord, that's very poetic. Just, but because yeah. it did have like a, a funk to it, for sure. But the uh, and uh, I'm not sure why, because I haven't dived in charcuterie because it's such an insanely daunting um, kind of food process to tackle. But the the f- texture of the fat. Mm-hmm. was one of those things where like a snowflake hitting your tongue and melting. That's good mm-hmm. stuff, baby. It was just nuts. It was wild. That was and that was by far my favorite thing outside the pork chop that it hit that hit that table and there was no wink link at that table out of everything yeah. we got. And they're and they're making this themselves which is apparently something that nobody else for the most part is really doing. Yeah. Cuz it's only available from this region in Italy. And they make thirty thousand hams a year, hmm. and then 
versus prosciutto, which is 10 million yeah. prosciutto hams made a year. So it's very Jeez. rare, but if you if you have the chance to eat that, you definitely should. Um, Tell me this, mate. And how how do we describe the um, figasso focaccia? What did the flap the fo- that they serve? The fo- well, first Focaccino? with the other charcuterie, they have the head cheese. Yeah, which is great. Maybe maybe the my favorite thing on the charcuterie. It's just so good and chunky, and there's just all those little bits of weird stuff, and it's all wrapped in call fat. Yeah, and then there's some. I couldn't tell what was in there, like celery or some weird, like crunchy vegetable aromatics, mm-hmm. maybe a leek or something. It was weird. Hmm. And then they have the uh, the pork, the pig trotter. Oh yeah, the fried great. yeah pig trotter cakes. God, that was, Give you a little that mustard. Was, basically, it just hell. looks like a crab cake, yeah, like a little like breaded and fried hockey puck, and inside is just chopped up pig feet. Yeah. Meat that's just perfectly braised and melty and chewy and and cartilagey and tendony, yeah. so good. And then yeah, just like a little um, whole grain mustard, Dijon mayonnaise thingy on top. I mean, just you, one of those will just put you under. Oh, like twenty bucks a person. So wild. <laughs> <laughs> and then the then the crazy thing is the focaccia de recco, which is basically just paper thin. Um, paper thin focaccia dough with. I feel like it. I don't know how they do it, but it's it's. I know how they do like it. Like a croissant, I feel like. Well, this is what this it. is what this is how it's made. You get a thin layer of dough, like super super thin, like almost transparent. You lay it out on a sheet pan. This one is round. They use like a round sheet pan that has a lot of dimples and imperfections in it to give. Not to to give like a textured crust to the outside of it, so it's not just a flat pan. It's got little bumps and all that stuff, and all those bumps is where the olive oil will sink into and create little pockets of yumminess. But you lay a flat layer down, and then olive oil, and then cheese. You can put all different kinds of cheese inside of it, and then another flat layer on top of it. And then you kind of fold over the edges mm. to make like its own little crust. So it's like a, it's like a paper thin calzone or something like that. Right. And then when, once you have the two layers on top of each other with these little cheese mountains everywhere, and then you just grab the top layer and pinch a few air holes to let that out. And then it, it bakes. They bake it in a wood oven. Mm. You know, probably the best wood you could use on the best pans that are imported from Italy. Yeah. And then it it cooks in you know five minutes probably in a hot in a hot wood oven and then drizzled with just like the most pungent best virgin olive oil you've ever had and it's just crunchy and cheesy and oily and Good Lord. it's like the most gluttonous bread thing you could eat yeah. and you can't stop <laughs> yeah. eating it and you're like and you just know that it's there's nothing in it except for cheese olive oil and flour. Like the cheesecake factory is like we can't legally make that. That is against yeah, our policy right. yeah, for calorie really like, level. We're not like, monsters. That's horrible. It's just like You're imagine if you picked up making that. It's like if pizza. If you had a pizza that had no toppings on it, just plain crust pizza, and you just squeeze it, and just oil is coming out. Mm. But it's so good. Oh, it's uh, magic. For listeners, it's it's a Batali Group restaurant. Is yes, it? yeah, it's yeah, around, yeah, the it con- is, around the corner yeah. from Moza. Silverton, and, it, and if you want to look it up, we were saying Keys Pockets. It's C H I space S P A S P A C C A. Keys Pockets. Just so you guys know, because otherwise, it's like 
Yeah, yeah. It's one of those. It looks like Chi Spaka, but it's pronounced Key. And they have changed. They've over the years since they opened have worked really heavily with the the food department in Los Angeles to change certain charcuterie laws so they can serve certain things. Mm-hmm. And they have actually been able to do that. Yeah, which it's is very crazy. interesting. Well, Vitaly. And now the main. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like. And Silverton, so don't sleep on the Silverton. Yeah. Well, and also the main head chef, I think his name's Chad Colby. I think so. Yeah. But he just left. Yeah. Yeah. To go open a restaurant with the, what's his name? The guy from Mod, Curtis Stone. Mm-hmm. Curtis Stone, and his brother, and then this guy. They poached this guy, Chad. I don't know if he was poached, but he left. Maybe the best restaurant in LA to go open a new spot. So something happened. But yeah. um, but he's gone. So, but I mean, you couldn't tell the difference. It was still excellent. I mean, the idea of that charcuterie plate and a glass of wine is just like that. I could have that for dinner mm-hmm. all the time. All the time. Um, and then the the crown jewel, the pork chop, tomahawk, tomahawk. pork chop. So it's basically a big ass T bone with two T bones because it comes out with two ribs. Right, oh. two T bones. With the big loin cut into fat slices, and then it's the, so textured. and then the pork belly so kind of bacon coming off the the bottom of the rib that's still attached to the bone, <laughs> and then it's just served only it's served plain, and it, the whole thing is dusted with fennel fennel pollen, pollen yeah, oh, which is interesting, very tight, very very mild, but also distinct. It's a very distinct flavor, yeah, it's, it's and great. it's pretty. It's very pretty, yeah, but it, I mean. And it's it's ninety dollars. It is ninety dollars. Why I didn't go, listeners? It's ninety dollars, but <laughs> no offense. Easily <laughs> would serve four people. Yeah, I would. Well, I, would I mean, say we, three. We had three, and I and we took home leftover. But three people who ate, who can eat a lot. Right. No, I mean it's like it's a it's definitely. But you could eat two, you know, three inch slices of this and be completely. Done. Dan O'Keefe because it's back so too. rich and so gnarly. I mean, when you tell somebody it's a nine dollar pork chop, you almost like cough. You're like, oh, so stupid. Like yeah. what? But then when you see the size and the portion, and you if you say it's like it's certainly enough protein in a meal for three people, and you're tasting something that it's you think might good. be the best tasting thing you've ever had. Oh yeah. I mean, it beats anything that I've ever had. Any kind of meat from cut. Or you know, mm-hmm. like any of the really high end oh, steakhouses in LA that you know are going to run you much more than that thirty bucks a portion. I mean, yeah. And we took you took home leftovers. It was crazy. That's awesome. And then with those That's leftovers, I, I took oh, them you home. Got dirty the next I went day. to Tulum the next day, but that that day I, I just like peeled. Yeah. I took the leftover meat and then made like a a sandwich out of it. Yeah, which was great. Um, just cooked up all those little meat chunks in the fat in a, in a hot pan until it got crispy. And that was good. But then I came back from Tulum a week later to the to-go box still in my fridge of the bones. So then I just put the bones in a pot with water and cooked them down for like six hours and made fennel, pollen, kispaka, pork bone broth. That's tight. So now I have a bunch of pork broth, and then last night I want to drink it. I made I made some pasta with squid, that fennel pork broth, and then fennel itself, and then some like Meyer lemon bread crumbs. So you kind of have like the pork and seafood combo, like that classic pairing of pork and seafood was really delish. 
Did you did you get a text about that? I, I didn't get a text. About <laughs> no, that. I don't know what that it was. Yeah. Those are ju- I have a lot of pork broth though. Um, Not a lot. I have like. Did you add some? I just want a little sip. Did you add some veggies and some aromatics to the broth, or just boiled down to both? Nope. I would have done nothing I to did it. Nothing. Yeah, it was just pure. I'm so curious how it tastes by itself. Pure, and there yeah. and it, there actually wasn't that much fat. Was it alkaline water? <laughs> it was not. It was, it was could filtered. It, could it be more pure? It was filtered with my pure filter. Pure, pure. Two hours. But yeah, no, it was mm. real pure. So yeah, my new thing oh, is making great. pork broth. And then oh, from Keyspaka buns. From Keyspaka buns. <laughs> yeah, that's my, my new thing. thing. But then I was also thinking, like, I was, I was thinking, it. like, Keyspaka sells those, you know, sells ten of those pork chops a night. People probably don't take the bones home all the time. So you are just sitting on gold bones. Just take True. those bones next door to Osteria, where they sell nothing but pasta and other things, and just make a giant thing of pork broth. And then you just, I mean, obviously, there's like ethical laws of using food. I will eat that broth. Yeah. I will of eat course, that pasta. Of course. Somebody else of course. is like, somebody else chewed on this bone, but it's really good pasta. Like, yeah, hey, somebody chewed on this bone the that, the bones that of I've been boiling overnight. Yeah. <laughs> the, bones, the bones of the, the rich and famous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the bones of the rich and famous. But they've been, you know, they've been cooking overnight in a big ass pot, so you're fine. But then you're just sitting with the best pork yeah, broth, and then you're, you know, finishing pastas with it, doing whatever else you're doing with it are we going to do like an oceans three where we go and rob key spots <laughs> old bones at night and i think it'll be more of, it'll be more of a, a homeless three where yeah. we just <laughs> open the garbage bags every night in the dumpster and and fill our backpacks with bones yeah get out yeah get, get. <laughs> yeah right jason i just want the bones they're here <laughs> yeah i mean working it's in the trash can do something with those bones guys you, you just said it david chang would Hell yeah. He'd recycle those bones. Just sit on those golden bones. Mm-hmm. Golden for your, bones. For your own conception. Yeah, beef broth? That was 2015. Yeah. Pork, pork broth. Overpriced pork broth? Mm. 2016. 2016. Here mm-hmm. we are, baby. That clean white meat broth. <laughs> you come a long yeah, way, so, baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that was great. So I highly recommend doing all of that stuff. <laughs> I highly recommend buying $90 pork chops and then making broth out of it. If you want to be a full, cool bro. But if you can, but I mean, quickly, you break down like it fed three of us. You had a sandwich the next day. Then you made a pasta out of. I mean, like that's a. You get mm. a lot of mileage out of that expensive yes. pork chop. And then also, when you do buy expensive meals that are special like that, you're so much more inclined to take them home to yeah. go and then reuse them to the fullest extent. It makes you excited to just like, oh, I'm sitting on this gold. If I just put it in a pot of water and put it on low heat all day long while I'm chilling at home or even if you just leave all day and come home and it's just you have that amazing stuff and you can just take that pork broth and make ramen out of it cook I mean just take right. take that and just dump a bunch of dope heirloom beans in there yeah yeah and then you just good. have like the best pork flavored beans all day or cook rice in it or whatever it is it'd be intense shouldn't have, shouldn't have given up those ribs mm-hmm. <laughs> you could well, I did the dunk work your lupia you, paper you in it you want some broth i'll send you home with a tagine yeah. i'll take some broth i'll give it's you a birthday. deli full of that hot broth a deli cupper mm-hmm. take it anyways but yeah, yeah how's your cleanse going by the way i'm gonna, I'm gonna give you two cups of pork broth yeah i, I was seriously just want to drink it right now just warming up a little bit i'm thirsty baby i can't I can't. Um, oh, you can. <laughs> but I did go to Tulum. Yes. And I have specifically, 
You just got back a day ago, and I haven't asked you anything about food in Tulum because I'm very excited to hear about it. But we had to save it for the pod. Save it for the pod. Well, we can get into it. Tulum, Tulum is a is a beach, quiet, hippie resort town in Mexico, about an hour and a half drive from Cancun. Very popular with the Brooklyn set. I yeah, hear, it's really. kind of the Brooklyn-y, Silver Lakey, hipster destination of Mexico. Stick to your coast, Brooklyn. <laughs> um, it's it's very well known. I mean, it's it's a popular destination because you can sample all of the normal Mexican culture, cuisines, and lifestyles. But you also have it's a place where a lot of expats have set up shop so if you're an american person who doesn't know how to speak spanish and doesn't know anything about mexican food or how that culture works you can you can live and exist Navigate comfortably w- In- while only talking to white people who speak english it sounds like and they have all of brooklyn. the amenities that- <laughs> yeah brooklyn in a yurt <laughs> brooklyn in a yurt yeah but it, it, it's colorful woven fabrics. <laughs> Every, everyone, there, everyone there. You guys been to Kinfolk? Is in a very good mood because yeah. it's just you're living in paradise and there's no worries truly. So like, it's just people. Everyone is riding their bike shirtless and flip flops and just wake up each morning like, and pick some fresh marijuana. It's growing everywhere <laughs> yes. in the town. <laughs> there's um, great. The main, the biggest restaurant that's known in Tulum is called Heartwood, which like the guy from Heartwood just released a cookbook a month or two ago that everyone's loving. But he it's like it's a destination there because the it's like other things in Tulum, it's fully existing on its own with its with its own power. It's like solar powered. They recycle their own water. Everything is cooked on a big fire hearth. I don't even think they have like electricity. It's just right. like candle lit and there's no like stoves or burners or anything like that. It's just which is a, a common trend there almost out of necessity because you're living on a, a jungle and right. getting getting electricity and and proper plumbing and all that stuff is is mm. not practical or something you can count on working every all the time probably yes exactly yeah if you, if your fridges go out or whatever you know you, you're kind of screwed and if your toilet clogs because the plumbing's messed up you're kind of screwed so everyone has like their own and did you say this place was Michelin starred it might be it might, it be. might be I didn't go there though because okay. it's Such a I was unable to get a table a zoo um I was unable unable to get a table in three out of the four days we were there. It was closed. It's oh. closed on Mondays and Tuesdays. But I feel like you don't need to really go there, right? Because it's probably overpriced and overrated, and they're kind of doing the same thing that a lot of other places are doing there, which is just getting uh, really good produce and cooking it simply and letting and letting it speak for itself, which. You can do at a lot of other restaurants, right? But I mean, the it, it, the produce really is so much better there. It's so weird. Wow! Like you think when you're living in America, you go to a Mexican market, America, living in America, and you go to a Mexican market, you sort of assume that the produce is of the lower quality a lot of times because it's so much cheaper, right? So it's kind of like here, just the cheapest shittiest tomatoes and here's some whack-ass lettuce because it's at a mexican market in america but in mexico like there's no gmos allowed yep everything like even cheetos in mexico are so good 
like they're way better because the corn is like Mexican grown corn, non GMO. Like consider like I was just eating Cheetos on the airplane. They have a Cheeto called Tocinitos, which is a cross between the regular Cheeto and the Flamin' Hot Cheeto. Mm. So, so it's it's a it's a little bit longer, non-GMO, high-quality mice Cheeto, <laughs> and it's only and it's perfectly lightly seasoned with a little chili and, and lime and salt. So the Flamin' mm. Hot is just like diarrhea, bright red powder sprayed yeah. on Cheetos, and then. It's a little too spicy for me. This one is more of like the chili that you would get on the rim of a margarita, like yeah. a few different dried chilies, a little lime, a little spice, but it's not like numbing, mind-blowing heat. Like It's just like a nice, subtle Even the junk flavor. food game is made stronger through yeah, non-GMOs. So their Coke is better, obviously. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Coke is better, Coca-Cola yeah. classic. Oh, so. Jesus. The Coca-Cola and the Coca-Cane is better <laughs> in Mexico. And the Cheetos are less stepped on. It's just great. <laughs> but like every every dish is just so simply prepared because that's all you need to do because right. all the produce is so good. Like so I went to this restaurant called Murmur and they have a dish where it's it's wood wood fired beets, a little bit of pesto and some peanuts and some cherry tomatoes raw. And you just, and you eat it and it's just like here's a tomato and it tastes so, so good. Unseasoned, nothing. Yeah. And then here's a beet that they've roasted whole, cut into fourths, drizzled with a little pesto and just crushed peanuts. And you're and you're like, I've never had a beet that yeah. tastes more like a beet than this beet. Yeah. And and we're normally it's, it would be kind of boring and you get a beet dish here and it's kind of laced up with so many other ingredients to make it sing and it's just like here is a beet and it's fucking really good beat, and you eat it, and you're like, wow. Well, and it just feels more nutritious when you're eating it. Thank you, Alice Waters. The soil, yeah. but I mean, it also, mm-hmm. you have to imagine, you know, that pro- you're not getting that produce anywhere else because it's not economically f- feasible to uh, export that produce mm-hmm. farther than 20 miles in a truck, probably. But sure. where it's growing, the soil, the terra alone, it's, all, yeah. it's a jungle. It's, it's tropical it's totally soil. Different. And it's, I mean, much like alone, Hawaii. Yeah, I mean, when, and I, I've never been in Tulum, but. I know when I go to Hawaii and just you eat arugula in Hawaii and it's like the most complex and amazing mm-hmm. and Hawaii, interesting volcanic and it's, soil, and it's volcanic which is more soil, which, so is, which is unique. Crazy I, I would say the climate an and the ecosystem is very similar to Hawaii. Right, like it's it's hot and sunny, but it also rains. You know, it's no stranger to rain. It's right. it's a it's a moist, wet climate to where. You're driving around and there's no sprinkler systems, there's no irrigation, yeah. and everything is green as hell. You've never yeah. seen a uh, a field of produce being grown that's more green than than that. I mean, even in San Francisco, I go to like a random farmers market and it's just like delicious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they it's just like it's the same weird microclimate. They got the right climate. Well, not the same, but um, it's like I still it's like <clears throat> so much water. Right. But the other cool part about Tulum was what I wasn't expecting. Obviously, known for their fresh produce and and their seafood because yep. you're right on the beach. Seafood was really amazing. Like I had a uh, at that same restaurant, Murmur uh, octopus dish. Octopus is really popular there. It's all over the place, and it's like you know a, a hip, trendy ingredient. But the smartest I just, sea creature. That's true. In the water. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I, I had this octopus dish where it was it was like a nice size kind of heat ceramics looking bowl, and at the bottom was like this black chili sauce that um, garbanzo beans were 
were braising in or cooking in for a long time. So just like natural garbanzos or chickpeas cooking down this black chili broth. So they absorb all that blackness. And then <clears throat> just tons of perfectly cooked um, octopus tentacles, crispy, all cooked on the fire, braised down and all that stuff. A little avocado slice and a little pineapple. Mm. And then it was just so good. Just so, so, so good. But it's also like, you know, in that climate too, you're not craving a hamburger. I mean, it's yeah. the food you're eating and the, 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 the senses around you. I mean, it's like, mm -hmm. it's kind of a total package in the way that that's the food you want to eat on the beach in Tulum. It's like pieces of clean, simple, mm -hmm. um, not heavy. Like Even the wine is clean like that. Mexican wine is so easy drinking, kind yeah. of like mm -hmm. Italian wine. It just pairs with the food more because you're like, well, why would I muck it up with all this? Yeah, when you're, when you're living that beach lifestyle, it's, it's very yin and yang. Like All the stuff you're doing makes you crave those healthy enriching filling things like you spend you spend four hours swimming around the ocean you work up a different kind of hunger yeah you're not you're not hoping to find like chicken fingers coming out mm -hmm. yeah like and you're and you're like i want i want to get some good whole ingredients to fuel me because i'm gonna be spending all day tomorrow you know riding bikes and swimming in the ocean and laying out <laughs> in the sun and walking around exploring everything like that it really is a, a nice mindset over there man yeah and it's different you're not like you're not in rome trying to find food confused and congested you know like mm -hmm. traffic it's like you can kind of just cruise walk wherever you want to go in those kinds of settings and it, it you have you're not working you're on vacation you have the ability and the time to think about what you want to eat and where you want to go and it's not like having to grab something in between a meeting mm -hmm. the whole yeah the whole experience is is that and the other weird thing about Tulum I didn't know, al pastor. Mm. Some some have said best al pastor in, in Mexico, the world, the world. I, I was huh. I was saying in um, hanging out with this other chef who is from Calgary. He has a, a couple restaurants. One of them is called uh, Pigeonhole. I think Come it's in. kind of. Maybe like his version of Petit Trois almost or something like that. Right. But he, has, he has another restaurant, but he, like, the guy knows his shit. And he, there's a, an Al Pastor place that we went to that was unfortunately closed when I went. It's called Antojitos La Chiampaqueña. Mm -hmm. Champaneca or Champaneca. Um, it was closed, but we went to like another random stand across the street. But it's super big there, and they, people will make their own homemade Pastor spits where it's just like a weird, made out of old leftover metals. Tire and, yeah, and just like parts. Yeah, like tire irons and car parts and shit like that, where it's just uh, kind of a cast iron box that someone has forged that they're just filling with coals, and then a metal rod with 30 pounds of meat attached to it, and just a pan at the bottom of drippings, and the guy just moves it by hand and has the big knife. Chanting. And it is Literally. delicious pastor there because it's it's like pigs that the pigs over there are very renowned for their flavor, and then the pineapples grow naturally too, right yeah. there. Yeah. So it's everything <laughs> served on there. corn tortillas. Served on corn tortillas, just a heaping pile of pastor, Slice amazing pineapple. best pineapple you've ever had. It, it is really popping. 
So you don't think of that, you, I mean, you think of Pastor to be more maybe like a mainland. In the grand scheme of yeah. things, somewhat affordable. So affordable. If you go yeah. to those places, if you go to the Heartwoods or the kind of touristy places, everything costs the exact same amount as going to a nice restaurant in L.A. What's a, what's a fine okay. cerveza cost in Tulum? Well, like, at a, I would, like, like a little you, beach you, shack or whatever. At a little beach shack, a beer will cost, you know, two bucks probably. There you go. Uh, American. But if you go to, I mean, if we went to like an, a, a nice little bar and you get a, a, gla- a glass of mezcal, it's ten bucks. Right. Mm-hmm. But you can also go to a hole in the wall spot and get it for probably a third of that. Yep. Yeah. And then, like, you, we went to um, a tamale, tamale stand. Tamales wrapped in banana leaves, huge, like big ass tamales, probably like six inches long, three inches, four inches wide, like maybe the the size of an iPhone six plus, and you know maybe an inch and a half thick. Potentially a single tamale is lunch, fully, yeah. fully, and it, it, that was twelve pesos, which is basically maybe like seventy cents or something like that, and just comes out, unwrap it on a plate. Cover it with whatever salsa you want, and it's, it's a full meal for seventy cents. Yeah. And the, I, I had a tamale there. That was chaya, which is like um, spinach, kind of, yeah. of of the Yucatan, like a little bit more. If spinach was a little thicker, like a shard or another mm. tough green, and and Philadelphia cream cheese. Oh, word! And it was so good. <laughs> That's <was> awesome. <laughs> Yeah, of all the best cheeses in a tamale, GMO free <laughs> Philadelphia cream cheese. But yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, like super good masa, fresh, amazing banana leaf, handmade salsa that's so good, Philadelphia cream cheese, and spinach and Cheetos on top. <laughs> so cheap, <laughs> so good. Um, but the main crazy meal we had was this place called Setley. Which is C E T L I, and it's it's by far like the the mind blowing restaurant of of Tulum. It's it's in this woman's house, Ooh. and it's basically just a restaurant stuff that you can only do in Mexico. You could never do this in America. Just like a woman, you know, she's selling food in her house, and I'm sure getting the permits to do that wasn't that hard. Kids are playing Nintendo in the other room. Family, like, like, other family members are like doing the dishes. <coughs> Another guy's on the table, like, you know, doing paperwork. You have to help her kid with homework to get yeah. your dinner. <laughs> they're they're selling, they're selling tamarind margaritas, and I'm sure you know obtaining the liquor. Like, to do that in America, you have to buy a three hundred thousand dollar liquor license from yeah. someone. Like. It's so great how they're just like, just do this and don't fuck it up. We trust you. You're going to do a good job. And they do that. But this restaurant, Setly, it's, it's, it's uh, I mean, I don't even know how to explain it. But it's a lot of moles. This woman makes all the moles by hand in the crazy mole thingy. Is it like the Michael Mocohete? Yeah. I think a big it, one. A big one, yeah. Um, she only makes them only makes the mole when she feels like the right energy. Like if she's pissed off or in a bad mood, she won't make the mole because it won't come out the right way. Like yeah. she has to be in a good mood, has to have like everything has to be popping the right way. Shot day at the right level. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Broken off. And she makes like five. 
to ten different moles. Like there's like a white white mole with just white nuts, onions, garlic. There's a green almond mole. Right. There's like the black moles, the brown moles, all that stuff. And it almost feels like you're going to a Michelin star restaurant, like a restaurant that you would see on Mind of a Chef or something like that, where like the chef has prepared this thingy of blah blah blah. But the, when the when you order your food, you sit down, you get a tamarind margarita, which is the best thing I've ever had in my life. And then there's like a sampler platter of the house appetizers, and it's um, just all these little little nibbles. It's like getting an appetizer platter from from Chili's. Um, it's got wings, boneless wings, and, and and this and that platter that you're looking at is complimentary Whoa. of the house. So you get orange. This needs, this needs to be your your post for the. <laughs> you, I think you podcast. put that on the gram, right? Yeah, I, it's it's on my Instagram. But wow! So this is free. You get two mini mini tortillas covered with house made beans and cheese that are just the best things ever. Mini empanadas, bread that they make in house. Garlic butter that they make in house, wrapped in corn husks, like a little tamale. It's very cute. And then they make they make like a hard cheese in house that's served with this is uh, this is beet relish. It's oh, very wow. pretty. So like what that was. so the crazy that beets fruit. that you find they'll they'll just chop them up into a fine brunoise, if you will, pickle them into a relish that's just so good. And then salsas and then like soft cheeses. And then orange slices covered with chili grasshoppers. Mm. Went so for lunch, crazy. It looks like no. Went for dinner. He did. That's great light. Just had good some Lord. good lighting. We went. We went there <laughs> oh, for an early like dinner. Natural light. If you if you go later, you have to have a reservation because it gets too full. But if you go there between like five and seven, you can get a table. And then just crazy ass moles of all different kinds, <clears throat> weird random stuff. How do you like? What does the menu look like when you order? Like, is it? It's very small and simple. Right. Very, very refined and just like these are the, these are like the 10 things that we have. And you can't, there's no way to try all 10 things. You could if you had a big group, for sure. Yeah, yeah, but I mean like you and Sam sitting there eating. We definitely, we ordered probably like four things. We had like a nice salad and we had, we had three different moles. Three different moles. Three different moles that were so good. Chicken or we had yeah, a chicken one that was with the darker darker sauce. Chicken that was stuffed with plantains. Chicken stuffed with plantains and then with the mole with the brown mole and some sesame seeds and stuff like that. And then there was a white mole over a stuffed poblano filled with ground beef. Oh really? And then there's little mini enchiladas, like super thick corn tortillas, folded in half and filled with cheese and chicken, covered in green almond mole. Just like wild. And the, and the service is impeccable. And this was the best meal. This was definitely the best meal, 100%. Um, so if you're ever in Tulum, Set Lee is, is the awesome. one. But the, weird, the, the other weird thing about the Tulum and the whole Mexican vibe is... Every is like the idea of every breakfast is fresh fruit and then a meal, a small traditional breakfast, um, but small and with the spicy element, which after being there for four days, you really get into a weird groove of craving 
something spicy in the morning hmm. to kind of wake you up. Yep. So like you just get a platter of like here's some sliced bananas and papayas and mangoes and strawberries, whatever, and it's all grown there. And then just like a little thing of chilaquiles or a little thing of tiny starch. Yeah, like here's here's this the last thing I had there, which is like sort of uh like a chili I mean uh what do you call it? What's that Mexican breakfast called? Bebas and chess? Yeah, kind of like, like that. Bebas. So it's like a, it's like a tortilla, some beans, fried egg, and then like some salsa, some sautéed jalapenos, and like a little bit of ham, and there were oh, yeah. like chilaquiles. But everything has like a spice, which I don't, I never really craved in the morning. No, but like you still get used to it because you eat something spicy right when you wake up, and you're you almost don't even need coffee. Like it wakes up your whole. So would you be having this where you were staying? Yes, nice. we stayed at a bed and breakfast that gave us breakfast every day. Really? Mm-hmm. And they have a woman who lives near there, who comes in every day to make the stuff properly, and not just like the random people who own it. Like here's here's some granola. All at the same hour. Hmm. All at the same hour. How does it work? Um, from eight to ten. There's a big, there's a big communal table, and you wake up. And you walk down, and then, you know, whoever is up just shows up, and then there's French presses of coffee and fresh squeezed orange juice, and you just sit down, and then they bring out some fruit. Yeah, everyone just kind of talks and says, like, what did you guys do last night? Oh, we went and tried this restaurant. We got these fucking crazy-ass tacos here. Don't go to this spot. It's dumb, whatever. And then, like, what are we going to do today? And then after that, you walk the 30-second walk to the beach and then just lay on the beach, drink a couple tecates, whatever it is, hang out with some hermit crabs. Oh, this sounds so Go good. in the ocean, so and then around 2 o'clock, you ride your bikes to this beachside place and just get some fish tacos, a couple margaritas, get some nachos, whatever you want. You- go home, take a nap, and then you go out and get some dinner. Have a, And then there's like no hangovers there. Because you're just drinking, everyone is just like drinking straight mescal. Yeah, that's good stuff. And it's good. There's one called Eight Coyotes that I had there. That was a that was like an affordable one. That was that was sort of local down there. But like, you just you just have a glass of nice mescal, and then a, like an orange slice or a grapefruit slice sitting on the top of it. Some chili. And you just kind of slowly sip it throughout the night and it's clean there's no weird stuff in it and you wake up the next morning feeling totally fine i can't remember the order the nice order of operations for eating uh for having the mescal it's like slow sipping then you take the, like a little bite of the orange and then like you dab your finger in the chili oil it's like this order it's and like it helps you just sort of mm-hmm. helps you process it and mm-hmm. it helps you to drink it slower and to savor it yeah. oh it was good i savored it yeah. and i also learned that they put sesame seeds on their guacamole. Mm, and it's not very mad, tight. Not mad at all. Texture. It's a good combo flavor-wise. Mm. But yeah, just like a little thing of guac and just just dust it with sesame seeds like you would some type of Asian dish or something that has sesame seeds on it. You're selling it well. So check it out. Tulum.com. <laughs> <laughs> Jet blue. Yeah, I'm, but I'm happy to be back. Mm. So what'd you guys do? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what I did? It's so we had uh, when I f- when Andre and I first started co-hosting, I had my old buddy Dave 
from yeah. Florian, and I. Um, Who was when he came on the podcast? Was, well, we had Dave on. Yeah, an elf. An elf. Yeah, yeah. He had been there, I think, about a year, and it was I, I had seen some some vibes. Like, oh, we should get my buddy on. He's great. He's a good talker and, and sweet. So if everybody's new to the podcast, go back and listen. And I finally finally went. Because my days off are the days that they're closed. So yeah. went to Elf. I finally went to Elf, mm-hmm. and I could not recommend it more. I've been going to Elf for years because it's been there for ten years. Yep. In like my vegan days of driving up from Huntington Beach, and it was good, but it was always really rich. And it's more or less Mediterranean, but it's not that light Mediterranean like everything right. you were talking about. Mm-hmm. It was phenomenal. It's phenomenal. Just like he has a, a small plate of the day. He just threw together some roasted carrots, shaved some carrots, fried it. Uh, smeared down some yogurt. There's a lot of yogurt there, Jason. You would love it. Jason loves a good yogurt. Smeared big yogurt head. The big yogurt head. And then just made, you used the the greens from the carrot, made a nice pesto out of it. Yep. It's phenomenal. Mm. Uh, just I like, a, all I like across- a good carrot top pesto. Yeah. My sure. old my old buddy Joseph is from Flory too. He's he's like like de facto Somali because he doesn't have this. The, he basically just runs a wine program, but he also makes kombucha there. So there's like a uh, I think it was habanero or jalapeno lime kombucha. This mm. is phenomenal in a big tumbler, so you can really let it breathe, and it wasn't ice cold, so it just I don't know, it was some it was fantastic. And then Crazy. they all sorry. Crazy. It was amazing. It was so good. It was like a margarita. Right. But with like a or like a shrub mixed with a margarita, basically. But with no alcohol very or very little yeah, alcohol. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's true. I like that kind of vibe. Um but the balance flavors of a nice margarita. It's phenomenal. What was, the, what was your favorite dish that you had? That carrot dish. And then also, whoo, halloumi, fried halloumi oh. with a little beet puree. I believe it was. It was not. It, it, he just kept sending out things, thanks to the god Dave, that I can't remember all of it. Mm-hmm. But the thing that sung out was the carrot is his his play of the day, and the halloumi, and that's like a took a, a lady there too. Took a lady there. That's a good little date spot. It's huh? a great date spot. She's from uh, she's from France, and it's you know if you guys have been to Europe, it's very small, intimate where. If it's a neighborhood spot, the chefs come out, they talk to you, they chill. The mm-hmm. the owners, they're they're there working every day. It's only open five days a week, so it's a, a, a total community. They're saying hi to every customer. It's mm-hmm. a handshake when you walk in. It's a, you know, it's a great service. It's so small that they have to slide your table over when you go to sit down to coming in and out. You know, because mm-hmm. it's just like they t- tuck you in. Great wines. It's all natural wine. There's not a sulfite in that place. Super clean. Good prices. Nary a sulfide Nary a in the sulfide. whole joint. You're not going to find it. Yeah. And, and they <laughs> you can did, look, but you're not going to find and it. And I think they're doing really well. It's the same people that do Dune. And Dune, I just had yep. it the other day. And Dune is only getting better. The lamb is it was was great. Oh, my God. The lamb is only lamb is great. Better. But I think Andre went on a first date at, at Elf. Yeah, my first date with Maggie was at Elf, as a matter of fact, many a moon ago. Yeah, and you got to go back. Yeah, it feels like yesterday, back. babe. It's you know what? I was, I was actually considering... Uh, going there last night for her birthday, yeah. but her favorite thing in the world is pasta. Yeah, we hadn't tried Factory Kitchen yet. So yeah, what's up with Factory fun. Kitchen? Yeah, I was going to ask. It's really good. What did mm-hmm. you, you have? What was your favorite thing you had there? Yeah, what did Be we honest. have? We had a chickpea and leek fritter starter that was really good, um, and the uh, chickpea flour I think with some diced chickpeas inside, and they kind of came out formed like French fries. I mean, you wouldn't be able to tell that they weren't French fries. Really? Um, and then the leeks were kind of. Was it, really? it was kind of like those those uh, that video that we watched of the yeah. the palm 
whatchamacallit, the tater tots. I would imagine it's a very similar process. You just make a big sheet out, pan wait, of it. Do squares, cut it. They hold the shape long enough mm-hmm. to throw them in the fryer, and they look okay. like french fries. Very nice. good. Um, and then the leeks were really coarsely chopped, and they kind of they look like and had a similar texture to like squash blossoms that have been dipped and fried. Mm. It was really nice. Um, mm-hmm. What else we got? We got uh, focaccina, like a, a flatbread kind of thing, which was... It was good. It was fine. I mean, I don't know if I would have gotten that again since we had two courses of pastas, a lot of starch, but she wanted to get it. Um, and then their signature dish is a handkerchief pasta with almond pesto, which is basically one entire sheet of pasta. Uh. And then it's tossed with the almond pesto, oh, and yeah, it comes yeah. out, and you basically are cutting with a knife and fork. <laughs> that sounds Pulled nice. over, really soft, really good. And then we had an oxtail ragu stamped pasta that was very good. Um, I would go back... Uh, I don't know if I'd go back before Alimento. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's, it's downtown, a- so it's not as convenient for me. Mm-hmm. Um, One star. No, I, I mean, like, well, it's got, I mean, it's, it's four and a half on Yelp. The, the service is great. Good. The people are really nice. Um, it, you know, it was full on a Thursday night, just slammed. Price-wise, comparable to Alimento, probably? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, somewhere in the same. Maybe oxtail, oxtail ragu, maybe like an eighteen, nineteen dollar. Mm, it was like twenty four. Gonna say 24. yeah, higher. I mean, I, I think even Alimento might even be. Alimento, I thought was for the quality and the skill. I was astonished at what I spent there. Un- Honestly, it's unbeatable, crazy. Yeah, I, need, good. I need to hit up Alimento. It was guy just to everything was so skillfully done for the price. Like this is, I thought it was a, a good deal. He said he he said he was down. I, I'm gonna yeah. do Bestia. I mean, I, I think probably it, it sits kind of in a similar place with Bestia. Yeah, Bestia is done. Nah. Just kidding. I just, I'm not a fan, and I think some of the food they make is good, and some of it's so over. I think the restaurant itself is kind of overrated yeah. but it's also not the restaurant's not for me not it's my style loud, at all. it's a scene it's like vegas man and I, they don't make bad food i just i don't maybe the environment makes me like the food a little bit less but that's just not 100%. for me i'm not knocking i mean i mean yeah. I, I think as a it's it's great for downtown you you have, andre Conoparo hates bestia you would have to go in a, personally in a group for me because yeah. it's so not a place yeah. to like catch up and talk to anybody Bestia's it's also weird hectic. it's like one of those places where everybody who doesn't live in la comes there for a birthday or something yeah. i don't know how that Bachelorette became party. a party yeah it's like it's like a you live in laguna beach what the fuck you drive in lady to bestia for like i don't understand party bus whatever yeah but um it was good it was good i think um well let's talk about a restaurant that's opening that might be doing something better local oh yeah it's opening next week or this week or if you're listening i think the following week yeah that's the restaurant that roy Choi is doing with what's the other guy's name the chef from Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's basically like... I don't know. I can't remember for the life of me. Trying to offer fast food prices in in the hood to people who can't afford quality food, perhaps. Yeah. So you kind of like get a healthy burger. Trying to bring some, um, some, food, some, uh, some nutrition to those food deserts. I think even yes. uh, like a dollar coffee. Yeah. Like, I read that. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Um, um, Daniel Patterson. Thank you. He, uh, who's like kind of like crazy mad scientist, like very soft-spoken, I don't know, weird, kind of a weirdo guy, like left field chef, um, who, who's paired with Roy Choi to do this restaurant, but it's like, it's spelled L-O-C-O-L. The first one's opening in Watts. Got great branding. The Watts region yeah. of L.A., um, but like, yeah, like super cheap, healthy, weird, 
Weird stuff. And I think it's opening this this week. And I think I'm Monday, yeah. Exceed, I think they're doing a friends and family this weekend. I'm going to yeah. try to go. But check that out. Unfortunately, Watts is a little far for me. We'll make it there one day to try But it. we'll go. I'm a Blue Line fan. I, go I think it's an Blue awesome down. idea that they're That's doing. Great. That. It's, yeah. so, it's so good. Just like all these people who are saying like we can't afford to eat anywhere other than going to McDonald's or whatever else it might be. And instead of saying like it's cheaper to go to the market and buy a sack of grain, a sack of beans, and a bunch of carrots, and cooking yourself, like, you can say that all day long, but... Meet them half, meet people that eat like that halfway. Yeah, but whether people are going to do that or not is up to them, and unfortunately, it's so much easier and cheaper just to go to McDonald's and do it, so they're taking the the rug out from under their their legs and just being like, here you go. It's kind of like... the same price. Jamie Oliver. Same shit. Yeah. Early 2000s. Oliver did the same thing. Yeah, kind of like what he's doing with the school system. Yeah, which is great. system. (sighs) So good job, locals. Yay. All right, guys. Sick-ass pod. Sick pod. Killed it again. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Shout-outs to our moms who are listening. Hello, mother. Hi, Jill. Hello, mother. (laughs) Hello, mother. Um, Yeah, I just... I I don't want to call ourselves heroes, but we really did some good work today, guys. (laughs) Don't toss that word around lightly. No. We talked about vacation eateries. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, this is what people want in a food podcast. You can follow Tulum at Tulum.com. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, thestewpodcast.com is our website. has all the episodes. Please go on iTunes and subscribe if you don't, and tell somebody who might want to listen to a food podcast to listen to this one instead of all the other whack ones that are sucky and boring. <laughs> Don't waste your time, baby. Mm, don't Sucker waste your MCs. time. Except, uh, shout out to you, Evan Kleiman. You're tight. You're doing it. <laughs> All the other ones are whack. <laughs> I just listen to sports podcasts. I don't really have a clue what's going on in the food landscape. Uh, L.A. Rams were coming here, right? That's sports. Oh, I'm so fucking excited that I, LA's going to have a football team. I the, can't even stand it. I, I'm, I'm going to be that guy who's like who's buying all the hype. 15 minutes after it happened, I went on Etsy and I bought a Rams hat, a, a throwback Rams hat and a Rams yeah. pin because I was like, this is going to get really expensive really quick. Ram fever, baby. It's sweeping the nation. Yeah. I'm so excited. I can't wait to eat my first Ram burger. I love <laughs> Ram meat. <laughs> Just the horn broth. Oh, yeah, Ram burger. Horn broth. Horn broth is yeah, broth. going to be a big thing. Yeah. Horn broth. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that sounds like, like the last name of a substitute teacher in the 70s. <laughs> or in the Harry uh, Potter yeah, world, get Mr. Hornbreath for calculus <laughs> today. He's a ball buster. He is a ball buster. Won't even let us watch Goonies. But also, ram—that's an animal, right? Just yeah. a ram. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Ram meat exists. Yeah, yeah. Has anybody who has anybody eaten ram burgers? Is what I want to know. I have not. Our closing Google will be a gauntlet throwdown. I just googled ram meat. It looks just like beef. Look and it's that. illegal in 52 states. It's exotic. Um, ram meat burgers. Oh, Lord. I mean, look, it, he's not wrong, though. I didn't, th- I didn't think about this, but there will be a ram burger on the menu somewhere. There will be a ram burger. But also, the other problem is ram burger autocorrected to lamb burger. Yeah. Trust yeah. all of our Asian listeners out there. I'm at them jeans on social media. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Stewie Stewart on Instagram is Chris Stewart underground part on no social media. Maybe Stewie Stewart actually, I forget. 
I don't know. Just Stoogle him. Yeah, Stu Stewart. Follow me only on Instagram, <laughs> at them jeans. Stewie's name. <laughs> I don't care. Nobody knows. He doesn't care. I care too much. And we'll see you guys next week. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs>